the time went by, it, it reversed. It flip-flopped. I started to like, you know what? We're together. We don't have to have the paper and the rings. We're together. It doesn't matter. But as I started having her mindset, she started having my mindset of, I'd like to make this legit. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I always joke that I'm missing the girl gene, like the, you know, having a wedding and doing all that just didn't really interest me so much. But meeting somebody that I wanted to be committed to. And I mean, we, we just feel like we are. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple, Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experiences working with thousands of couples for over 15 years. You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple's celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. So we've created not only an avenue we can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share their stories. People like today's guests, Dan and Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for for being here. Absolutely. And, you know, this was kind of a, a pleasant surprise from you guys because you guys re- reached out to us and wanting to be guests. And just a reminder out there for all listeners, if you do want to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to us just like they did. And we would definitely consider you. Contact at CoupleSynergy. Contact at CoupleSynergy.com. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are our very first guest that we didn't ask first, which is awesome. Super wow. exciting yeah. for us. Now that we're out in the world. <laughs> Sweet deal. So why don't we start with how old are you? What do you do for a living? And how long have you been together? Caitlin here. I'm 30 and I'm a preschool teacher. And Dan and I have been together for eight years. Well, I'm 32 at the moment. I'm kind of not working. <laughs> well, you, you were, what industry were I, you in? I was working for Chrysler uh, Manufacturing Cherokee. Before that, I had done furniture for 10 years. Okay. So I kind of got tired of that and wanted to do something else with my hands. And I just kind of didn't work out at the moment. All right. Figure it out. Cool. Can you tell us the story of how you met? <laughs> you, you want me to tell it? <laughs> we, sure. We actually met at a party. I was actually on a date with another guy when I went to this party. And it was like that super cliche, love at first sight sort of situation. Right. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to agree with that. I was on my way out, actually. I I had got there a couple hours before she did, and I was just hanging out beforehand and called up my buddy, and he goes, oh, you know, my sister's having this get-together. Why don't you come out? And I said, all right, well, I'm not doing anything else. So I drove out there and had a couple beers and decided, well, these guys are not really... I don't know. They were burning tires in the backyard and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out <laughs> of here. <laughs> you know? So I'm actually getting ready to walk out. And as soon as I walk out, in comes Miss Caitlin. And I pretty much 
tripped over my own feet. I mean, I stopped right there and <laughs> my buddy was like, oh, hey, how's it going, man? Good to see you. And I was like, hey, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> and you were with? I was. Someone I was, else? I was, yeah, it was a date. Apparently, Dan knew him and we actually learned through the years that we have a lot of mutual friends that we didn't know we had. Kind of crazy that we didn't meet a long time ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of family friends, a lot of high school friends. Wow. Long story short, you know, it was actually his brother's birthday, and that's why he was there. And his brother was having a little bit too much fun. Maybe that was part of the tires. I don't know. So he decided that he had to go keep an eye on his brother and left her with me unattended. (laughs) Wasn't a good idea. (laughs) So it was a great idea. Was it love at first sight for you too, Caitlin? Yes, absolutely. I actually, I actually saw Dan before he saw me as I was pulling into the party. We were getting ready to park and I saw him standing by the fire. I didn't even see his face. I just saw him from behind and I was like oh I hope I want to talk to him (laughs) I bet he's cute I want to talk to him and so yeah like you said you know I was walking into the house to grab a drink and he was walking out and it was just like whoa yeah she came walking in and had her little polka dot dress on little flat bottom shoes yep and that pretty smile we see right now yeah and it was just like eyes locked and that was it and then yeah the guy that I was there with kind of ditched me for a couple hours actually wow. and so Dan and I just hung out and talked and realized that I actually was working with her dad at the time at the furniture store <laughs> wow yeah. small world he was our repair yeah. guy well that made meeting him less awkward yeah <laughs> you know we hear that from people that have been together <clears throat> even a long long period of time that they knew yeah right off the bat they knew mm-hmm. well and actually so you know we had had a really good night we spent a lot of time you know just throwing back a few drinks together and oh how do you how do you know john or how do you know you know tony or mm-hmm. whoever you know and so towards the end of the night i go to grab a couple more beers and it, it's getting pretty late it's probably two three in the morning at this point and i walk out to my truck and i grab a couple beers out of the back and i come back in she's gone mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like no I didn't even get a number. Yeah. What happened? A few weeks went by. (laughs) Did you just Did your date take you you home or something? Yeah, yeah, my my date reappeared. Yeah. They had gone back and and spent the night in their tent and I I crashed on the couch and seven o'clock came and I fired up the truck and went back home and a few weeks had gone by. And my buddy gives me a shout and he says, Hey, you know, you remember that girl, Caitlin from the party and, you know, really cool girl. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She was really down to earth, you know, old school. And he's like, she would like your number. So I'll backtrack for a sec. (laughs) My friend, John was friends, you know, me and my brother growing up while he was dating a friend of hers, which was like a best friend. So long story short, you know, she calls up, Hey, you know, met this guy i don't know his name and did you try to get her number at all i didn't i had no idea you didn't know what to contact i didn't yeah uh-huh. so i mean i don't really do social media yeah apparently she had tried to reach out on facebook and i never even saw it but i got that phone call when i was at work a few weeks later and my buddy's like yeah you know this is her number you know she wants you to give her a call and i'm like Cool. You're hunting him down. (laughs) I I truly was. I went home. I, you know, like he said, you know, he left in the morning and I heard his truck leave and I woke up and I was like instant regret. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't get his number. I don't know his last name. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so I went home and I grilled my dad. I was like, dad, 
I met this guy at this party last night. He says he works at the furniture store with you. Like, what's his last name? Like, I didn't get his phone number or nothing. And of course, my dad was like, I have no idea who you're talking about. (laughs) And no help whatsoever. So then, yeah, I tried to find him on Facebook and he didn't reply. So, you know, just in conversation with my friend whose boyfriend was at the party and she goes, oh, I totally know who you're talking about. No problem. I'll, I'll reach out to him. It's fine. And so, yeah, it was like three weeks later and I was still with the guy that I went to the party with. He was still stage five clinger hanging out with me. And so I'm on the phone with Dan. He calls me and I'm like, okay, I really got to tell this guy to, to, you know, take a hike. Hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to take a hike. Cause he wasn't, you know, he wasn't getting it. And so the day that he called me same day, I called up that guy and I was like, listen, this isn't working out. And yeah. How we, long were you dating that guy? I mean, it was a super casual thing. It was probably only a couple of weeks. We'd gone on a few dates and he was definitely more interested than I was sort of thing. Obviously. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Stage five, Claire. He, yeah, he was. It was. You had some of those. And he, yeah. and, you know, honestly, like he was truly offended that I, <laughs> that I, mean, I broke I up with him you, and, and started hanging out with Dan because he knew Dan. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah, a little I mean, awkward. Um, <laughs> I felt bad for us. But I mean, it's not like I did on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. When it's the right thing, you got to. Exactly. You got to see where that's going. I mean, I was single for three years before we had met. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just decided, you know what, I'm, I'm not really going to go out looking for it. When it happens, it's going to happen. And it was kind of, you know, like, is it going to happen? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> just like that. So you didn't go on a dating app and you didn't go on social media nope. and you. And I didn't text it. her either. No. I, I was actually in the garage that night after I get the number, I'd, I'd come home from work and I had just gotten a few new pieces for my motorcycle. So I'm in the garage and I'm tinkering on the bench and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, mm, is it a good time? Oh, wait, I don't want to seem desperate. I'll put this other piece back on. Okay, now I can call. So, <laughs> so I actually, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do the text. I'm just going to call. And so I guess that was actually something that was really good to do because it uh, showed initiative to her. And she actually said later on, I'm, I'm really glad you called and didn't text. Yeah, I think that's a big problem that we have with technology, that people try to start relationships well, electronically. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's too things. casual. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's no real like commitment and putting yourself out there. Yeah, if you're just texting, no risk, yeah. no risk, right? Mm-hmm. I figured she took the risk to reach out to find me. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll take the same and, and just call her and say, hey, how's it going? Has that been a pattern in your guys' relationship? What's that? That you took the risk and reached out because you you also saw him first. Mm-hmm. I did. Does does that pattern follow in your relationship? Like you, kind where of? she's always the one that. Uh-huh. No, it's it's both. Okay, you know, there's certain things that I'm totally like, yeah, let's let's do this. This is awesome, and she's like, I don't know, and and the vice versa. She has her things where I'm like, uh, I I'll do it for you, honey. I'll do it for you. So you know, we definitely have. You know, she she's got the level head, and I'm kind of more like, I guess, the risk taker. Kind of more like what are you a zender? I, <laughs> right, I guess. <laughs> is it the teacher in you too? Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. I mean, when when we met, I was getting ready to go to a four year, so I had just finished up at community college, and I was had just been accepted in Elmhurst College, mm-hmm. and so that was like you know we met in April, 
And, <laughs> and so that following fall, I was moving. Yeah. So, so after we found each other, then we had like eight weeks to hang out, <laughs> fall in love and get ripped apart. Yeah. Uh, we were still kind of in that honeymoon stage for a long time mm-hmm. because it was like, yeah, you know, I, this person is really cool to hang out with. I mean, we're very down to earth people. We just want to go camping and be outside and go for walks. You know, we're not into hanging out, doing the club scene and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was really nice. You know, at, at the time, I mean, we were, what, 25 and 22. 22 and 24. 22 and 24. So it was really nice to find somebody that was young that just kind of wanted to be mellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And we took things really slow. I mean, once he got my phone number, I mean, we hung out for probably almost a month. What did you guys do on your first date? <laughs> what did we do on our first date, Dan? Our first date, that was actually the same night that I called you. And I said, oh, I'm just hanging out in the garage, tinkering if you want to come by. And she said, you know what? Sure, I'll, I'll come by. So, well, maybe we'll have a fire. I'm not good at checking the weather. So, of course, it starts <laughs> drizzling. She gets there, and as soon as she gets there, it starts drizzling out. So, I got a fire going, and, and we hung out. And then I just kind of decided to ask, do you want to go for a ride? By that time, the weather had cleared up a little bit. Yeah. Let's be clear. It wasn't raining when you <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not that much of a risk taker. But, yeah, he asked me if I wanted to go for a ride, and I was like, I mean— not something I would normally do. I'm not, I didn't grow up around motorcycles or anything like that. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, this, this feels right. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of gauging like, well, let's, let's see if she's down to hang out and if she's going to trust me or if this is just going to be like, we'll hang out and she's going to take off. Yeah. So we, we, I fired up the bike and we went for about a 20 minute ride Man, what did we do after that when we got back? Well, during the ride, it did start to rain. Oh, that's Don't right. Forget. That's right. We were riding and it started to rain. And he turns and he's like, are you okay? Do you want to keep going? And I am I was having a blast. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's let's keep going. And so, yeah, we rode for probably about a half hour and then came back. And I don't remember what we did after that. I think it was, we were just kind of high on that. I think we were, excitement. yeah. Yeah. You know, you got the butterflies and all them happy chemicals flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we just chilled out and and she left. And that was kind of what we did for a little bit, you know. Every few days or something like that, we'd see each other and just kind of hang out. And well, that was for the first month. Yeah. So, right? Well, she yeah. was, you know, and that was the other thing is she was all about like, well, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. And I was like, okay, I, if I got a chance at, you know, getting anywhere with her as far as relationship wise, I got to be cool about this. Mm-hmm. I got to take this slow. So, you know, it was kind of actually easy for me because I, I hadn't dated in three years. So I was kind of nervous about being on a date again and meeting somebody new. And I thought, well, boy, this is kind of perfect. We can just take this slow and I'll just, you know, not worry about trying to get to that status. You know, I just figured, well, let's just be good friends. And just when did out. you guys know you were a couple? So one day, this, after we we were hanging out consistently, you know, I'd come over and met the family. And one day we were hanging out, and I we were both in their parents' kitchen, and I was grabbing a glass of water, and she was on the phone with one of her best friends, and she had said something on the phone that just caught my ear, and it was her friend asking if we were exclusive, and she had said yes, and I was oh <laughs> sitting there pouring pouring my water, and I was like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and how far into the relationship was that? It was probably about a month, month and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Those are always really weird times, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And and at this point, you did know, you let was, her know that you heard her? I think a few days later, I was like, "So I heard you on the phone with uh, your friend the other day." I said, "You know what? What's that all about?" She said, "Well." <laughs> well, I kind of like you, so I was like, so, to keep you around. So, so you do want a boyfriend now? <laughs> she was, yeah, I think I'll keep you. So, no, okay. Now, you didn't live together at this no. time. No. So shortly after this, she was already going back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she she was going to Elmhurst. Before we had met, she was already, you know, set to go to Elmhurst. Everything was going really good. And, you know, we just said, you know what, we're... We'll get through this. We'll figure this out. How, how far is that from where you live? About an hour away okay. from where I was at the time. So then it kind of went from seeing each other every day and, you know, falling in love and all that kind of stuff to, okay, well, you know, have fun at school and I'll, I'll see you on the weekend. And I, I would go out there probably once a week. I, I usually, I think I drove out there on a Wednesday or something like that. And I'd crash at her dorm room and I'd come back and go to work the next day. We did that for the whole school year. And I yeah. would come home every mm-hmm. weekend and then it just got to be, got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't enjoying living out there and being apart. And I mean, it was just so much back and forth driving. I wasn't yeah. even getting that like quote unquote college experience where I was hanging out on the weekends, you know, near campus. And, you know, so it, it just made more sense. I ended up transferring to Rockford University to finish my degree. And that's when we moved in together. Yeah. Okay. So she did school for a year. And then, yeah, the next summer we had gotten an apartment together. And we've been together ever since. You know, at first it was kind of nice. It was like, oh, cool. I got my freedom and I got a girl, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then it started to get really hard yeah. not seeing each other. But, yeah, once we got our first place, then it was... Then it was starting to learn everything about each other. <laughs> so did you have a conversation about that, about moving in together and getting a place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we both were tired of me living so far away. And he just kind of said to me one day, he was like, you know, because I was kind of toying with the idea of transferring and, you know, looking at the program at Rockford University. He just kind of said, you know, maybe we could get a place together, you know, and and I was really, to be honest, was really apprehensive about that because, A, I didn't want to change schools for a boy. I had a really hard time coming to that because school, I, I made it very clear to him that school was really important to me. It was my first priority. And, you know, so I looked into the program and decided that it was going to work out for my, you know, future. You know, he suggested, you know, looking for an apartment together. And I said, well, you know, that's great and everything, but I'm going to school full time. You know, financially, I'm not going to be able to, you know, pay to half. afford it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he really, at the time, I mean, he really stepped up and said, well, you know, I, I can take care of the rent. I knew that her school was very important to her and I didn't have that opportunity to do that. And I really wanted her to still be able to do that. So before I, I had asked, you know, I obviously went through all of my bills and the logistics of everything and, and realized that I could do everything on my own. And it was basically like, do you want to get a place together? No strings attached. Like you don't have to be on the lease. If this doesn't work out, you know, you can move back. You know, I already felt like she was doing a really huge thing transferring mm-hmm. from her school back to Rockford for me. Were you living so, on your own at the time? No. Actually, I was renting a house with my ma and her boyfriend, and I was just renting out a room. Okay. And so I I was just tired of renting out a room, and I figured, well, you know, I have my own job. I don't need to be here. I'll just Mm -hmm. go get my own place, have my own privacy. 
So, you know, I, I made that very clear when I asked her, you know, I said, you know, I don't want you to worry about anything. I want you to go to school. I want you to get your degree. I will pay for, you know, all, all the rent, the growth, you know, all the, all of everything. And she said, you know, okay, you know, you don't have to do that. Are you sure you want to do that? And I said, yeah, you know, you're, you're leaving your, you're, you're kind of making a, a lateral move with your career for me, you know? So yeah, I will definitely, I don't want you to be stressed out. I want you to go to school and get your degree. And it was worth that risk, even if it didn't work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, by then we already knew that we really wanted to be together because we had, you know, we had gotten along so well and had so much chemistry before she had left for school. And we made it through that entire year of being long distance. And, you know, we, we really wanted to be together. We really both wanted to make it work. Who said I love you first? Oh, boy. Dan did. I did? Yeah, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah I, I, I know I didn't. You did, for sure. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> kind of. I don't, I mean, it was a long time ago. I, I think it was just more understood. You know, I think Dan, I think we both showed each other that we cared very deeply for each other. I mean, just the, you know, hey, come move in with me. Everything came so natural. Nothing felt weird. You know, when you get, when you have that new relationship with somebody and you have that, all that first time stuff and it's like, uh, you know, for us, it wasn't like that. It was like, like we were together for years already, you know, so nothing really was like. Scary. Yeah. Do you know who said I love you first with us? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, hey, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. And we started very similar to you guys. Like when we knew, we, we just knew. Yeah. 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 We, we moved pretty fast yeah. in a relationship. <laughs> I, don't so, know, I don't know the answer to that question. No, I don't. So this is seven years ago. Eight. That we're talking about moving in. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Because a year in school and then, so seven years ago. And then, so since then, you guys are, uh, have any thoughts about getting engaged and married and (laughs) those stages? that's a million dollar question. Yeah. It really is. Well, for the record, Dan has asked me more than once. How long ago? Twice. He's putting up two fingers. When did you do first? 2015. I, I had just graduated from university, yep. and as a graduation gift, my older brother was like, come out to California and come to Yosemite. Let's do a big camping trip. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. And so I was gone for 10 days, and apparently that was enough to uh, convince him that he couldn't live without me yeah. any longer. And you guys were three years together at this point? Two, three? Um, oh, that would be four. Four years? Yeah, we got past the three-year mark. Did you have a <laughs> ring? I didn't, and I actually felt really bad about that. And that was actually, you know, she had come home from her trip, and I, you know, I I missed her every single day. I mean, most most guys would be like, yeah, you know, ten days bachelor time, and I was like, those are guys not in good relationships. Just so you know, right? (laughs) I'm like, well, my buddies are all like, you know, what's what? You don't want to do this. You don't want to. I was like, no, man, I just kind of want to wait. I know. Yeah, waiting for her to get home. You know, so she had come home and I remember, you know, I picked her up and we're walking upstairs. She's bringing her bag upstairs and, and we're hugging and we're reuniting. And I was just like, well, now is good a time as any. I'm just going to say it. You know, I, I, I sat down with her and I didn't do the traditional get down on one knee kind of a thing. Obviously, I didn't have a ring or anything, but I, I really wanted to ask. So 
I just decided, you know, I sat down and I said, well, I said, I've been doing a lot of thinking, especially while you were away. And I, I said, I apologize. I'm not prepared for this. And, and then I, I just asked. And what did you say? I said, yes. I mean, I, you know, I said, I, of course I want to be with you, you know, forever and ever and ever. I guess for me, I just, I've been always so goal oriented with getting my degree and getting into teaching and getting married was just never something I really cared to do. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I always joke that I'm missing the girl gene, like the, you know, having a wedding and doing all that just didn't really interest me so much, but meeting somebody that I wanted to be committed to. And I mean, we, we just feel like we are, I guess. So, yeah. I, I mean, everybody's like, you know, you guys married? No. Well, how long have you been together? Eight years. I'm like, well, what are you waiting for? Well, <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, you asked the question, she said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens after that? You just well, table it? <laughs> so here's what happened. Kind of. Um, it kind of went back and forth. You know, we're, we're together now eight years and this was about year four. And it was kind of funny because at the time I, I was the one that, you know, wanted to get married and, you know, she said yes, but it wasn't like we had to get married. You know, she didn't really care if we did or didn't. And then as the time went by, it, it reversed. It flip-flopped. I started to like, you know what? We're together. We don't have to have the paper and the rings. We're together. It doesn't matter. But as I started having her mindset, she started having my mindset of, I'd like to make this legit. Yeah. What's your version of that? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, went back and forth in my head. My my whole issue is that I have absolutely no interest whatsoever in planning it. Mm-hmm. I always joke that if somebody else were to plan my wedding and tell me when to show up, I will absolutely be there. There are people to do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, but you have to pay them. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, you know, then I graduated and, you know, the student loan thing. And so I'm on income-based repayment and I'm, I was always worried that if we got married and we combine our incomes, that the payment was going to go up and it just seemed illogical to get married just to get married and then have less money between us. It just didn't seem to make sense. So it sounds goofy, but honestly, that is what has kept us from actually doing it. The financial, the financial aspect. Repercussions. Yeah. are your student loans based on my income? No. I don't think that is true. I don't know. I, I asked We've a, talked to a few people who have said that, you know, it's it a possibility that, you know, if you're on income-based repayment, that it can affect your student loan payment. We'd prob- There's probably a loophole. There's probably something that we could, you know, finagle. It just, it, it kind of freaked me out, mm-hmm. you know, to have this possibility of it happening. And we've been re- revisiting the idea recently yeah. of getting married and... You know, again, it's just more of my anxiety of having to plan something so huge. And with your giant family, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Dan is my nephew. Yes. And he has a giant family. And it's very nerve wracking for me to have to plan a day that I was never really, you know, I didn't grow up going, oh, I can't wait to get married. It was never anything that I thought about. And the idea of having all that kind of attention on me is not... I just did you learn that somewhere? I mean, did you did your parents have the same kind of view about marriage or give you messages, you know, about that? About the financial? No, not necessarily the financial, but just that, you know, marriage was not really, you know, a big priority for you. Well, I mean, my parents are married. My parents have been married for over 40 years and they actually eloped. And so that might 
has something to do with it. I didn't grow up looking at, you know, a photo book of my mom in her big wedding dress or anything like that. And I have two older brothers who are in relationships and they're not married. So I guess maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe I just am following suit. I don't know. But now my parents are like, no, you guys should, you guys should do this. (laughs) And you don't want to elope. No. Okay. And, and, And my parents had gotten divorced after about 18 years. So for me, it kind of made me scared to get married my mindset was kind of, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> and I wasn't putting any pressure on him. So we've just been kind of going about life as if we were married and making decisions as if we are married. And Yeah, there's there's know. nothing that we don't talk about together. I mean, every single thing we do, it, it's discussed. It's, you know, I don't ever go out and buy motorcycles without talking to her and, you know, anything like that. Everything we do is together. Did, are, are you guys part of the the millennial generation? Are we you are. guys in that I, area? I think technically yes. Okay, it's interesting because we kind of stumbled upon a, a statistic about divorce and marriage within the millennial generation, and that is that many millennials now are not getting married, mm-hmm. but their divorce rate is lower. Right. Their divorce rate is lower because they're not getting because married. they're not getting married. Right. Well, oh, it could once be they either get married, right. it's lower. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And so, you know, I think we have had some ideas about, you know, about that, that they have, they have seen the older generation go through divorce, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it's kind of scary, you know, right. to kind of see that you don't want to repeat the same pattern. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And the financial aspect is, you know, is a real thing, you know, I mean, if I wanted to have the wedding of my dreams, it you have dreams? Well, <laughs> if I, if, if I had the girl gene and wanted to have a big elaborate crazy wedding, I mean, the idea of starting a life with Dan and that much debt on top of student loan debt is just not something that I want to do. Right. So you said that you guys have started that conversation again. Yeah. You know, we kind of started a couple of years ago. My, I actually have a friend whose wife is a CNA. CPA. And, or CPA. And I, and I had called him up and I said, hey, you know, Caitlin and I are thinking about tying the knot. I said, can you ask your wife, you know, she has student, you know, loans that are income-based repayment. Can you ask her if that would affect anything if we were to get married? And he goes, yeah, you know, I'll let you know. And a couple days later he called and he's like, so? I'm like, so what's up? And he's like, yeah, it would affect you guys and her payment would go up. And we both kind of just looked at each other like, you know, like this really sucks that, we want to get married, you know, eight years later, like we really want to get married and like continue on with our life and, you know, buy a house and, you know, start a family. And the financial aspect is what keeps it from happening. Mm-hmm. What? How do you think mar- being married versus living together would impact your relationship? I honestly, I don't think our relationship would really change. I mean, we're already committed like we are married, mm-hmm. you know. But when people don't see my finger or my wedding ring or she doesn't, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, what's going on? Why aren't you guys, you ever going to make an honest woman out of her? Or? <laughs> and I find that to be very offensive. I really, I, it's like a pet peeve. I cannot stand when people say that to him. Like, you don't know our story. You don't know what our reasons are. We're together in our minds and our hearts. We're married. You know, if I'm meeting somebody, I refer to Dan as my husband. If I'm talking to people at work or, you know, something like that, it just, it's just the logistics of it. I think yep. that keep us from. Would you change your name? Yeah, I think I would. Does that concept of 
making her an honest woman, does that piggyback on school's important to me and having my own goals and my own, yeah, being my own person. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's always been kind of a pillar in our relationship that, you know, he lets me be me and I let him be him. And, you know, we, we don't compromise that we, you know, we work together to make each other better. And that's always been the goal in our relationship is to grow together and not, you know, feel ownership over each other. No, we're very, very relaxed with each other. I mean, we, we crack jokes all the time, you know, we'll be walking through the mall or, or whatever. And she'll see me checking out some girl. She'll be like, calm down, Zender. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there's no vice versa, you know, she'll, she'll be looking the other way. I'm like, Hey, what are you, what are you checking out over there? <laughs> and she'll just kind of poke me and we just try la la la, keep on walking. You know, we know at the end of the day, we go home to each other. It's okay to look. We're human beings. We're sophisticated animals. But we, we have the commitment of we are together until we are no longer, you know. So, so no, I don't think getting married would really change our relationship. I think it would just. I think it might make some things easier, you know, some logistical things as far as like buying a house or, you know, insurance and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, you know, might make things easier. But in terms of our relationship, I don't think that it would change anything. You guys have plans to have kids in the future? We have talked about that, yeah. You heard it here. He said it. <laughs> There's no backing out no, now. No. Um, you know, I, I'm. it does kind of freak me out a little bit to think about having kids. My childhood was, it was, it was good, but it was also not so good. But at the same time, you know, I never really wanted to have kids. I just never kind of had that thought. And after being with her for so long, it, you know, that thought grows on you and that you want to create something together and raise something together in this world. And, you know, it was probably a, a six months, a, a year ago or, or something like that. She was doing a field trip for her kids and I had come in and, and chaperone. And it, it was that day that it clicked in my head. And I just I watched her with all these kids all day. Actually, that night we went home and I said, I have something to tell you. And she goes, what? And, you know, it took me a minute to get it out. Um, (laughs) But I I said, you know, after seeing you with these kids all day long, you would make such a great mother. I I cannot deprive you of that because I'm afraid and scared and freaked out. That's that's not fair. So so I I put it out there that we we will definitely do that when the time is right. Did you know that he didn't want kids before that? You know, kind of like with me and the having a wedding, he's kind of gone back and forth with it. I mean, there was a period of time where he was adamant, no way, it's never going to happen. And I, it, that took me back. I mean, we definitely, there was a period of time where it was like... It made it really hard. This, this could be a deal breaker. And yep. we've been, at that point, had been together for six years. And I was sitting there going, is he serious right now? Like... I mean, he knew the field that I was going into. He knew I was going, you know, I have a degree in early childhood and he knew that I really, really liked kids. I mean, that was no secret. And he dropped this bomb on me, you know, feeling anxious about the idea. And I just went, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And, you know, we took a lot of time and that was a little rocky point in our relationship. But we we talked a lot about it. Yeah. And we're... True. I mean, truly honest with each other about how we felt about about that. Yeah. And basically, you know, I in talking to Dan about his anxiety about it, you know, I realized that it was more just stemming from 
fear of being a father and not not really knowing if he was going to be good at it or not. And, you know, I think that's totally normal. I think that most men have that fear. And so we've been working really hard on trying to get over that. <laughs> right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I, think, I think that fear is gone. Yeah, I think you have sort of naturally stepped into that role mm-hmm. your whole life. Right. And, and that's what made me afraid to do it. Yeah. Honestly, you know. I don't want to get into my family, but I, I had to take care of my mother and my brother for a very long time, mm-hmm. up until probably a few years ago. And so I kind of feel like I already raised a family in a sense. Yep. And I've given myself to other people for the past 15 years, and I've never, I haven't been able to have the time to, for my own life to progress. And then I don't know what happened, whether, you know, they started figuring things out for themselves or I started actually, you know, wising up and being like, you know, you, you, you can't hold their hand anymore. You, if you do, you're, you're never going to have your own life. Right. And then once I kind of started letting go and, and they started doing things on their own, I was able to, you know, realize that I, it is something that I want to do. When I'm not having to worry about everybody else's stresses except for ours and what's in our family under our roof, it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So you think you're going to be a good dad now? I, I think I will. Yeah. yeah. I know he will. So what was the second time you asked her to marry you? <laughs> I don't remember that one, to be truthful. <laughs> remember the first time. I don't remember the second. I think, I, I think the second time I was just kind of like... Come on, are we going to do this? Yeah. Are we, are we, are you still okay with this? Oh, you are okay. Well, I'll ask you again another couple of years. And no ring yet, right? <laughs> no. You ever thought about buying a ring? Maybe that would make it a little more official. <laughs> well, I, you know, money's a little hard to come yeah. by. It's, it kind of always has been. I, I just, it's been an up and down roller coaster. And, and that's, you know, unfortunately, it, it shouldn't be a, the aspect that keeps us from getting married, but. Unfortunately, it is. We officiated a wedding last weekend, and she did not have a wedding ring. Yeah, no. because they couldn't afford it. Well, right? we actually mm-hmm. thought about doing tattoos mm-hmm. around our fingers for our, our wedding bands. Oh yeah, and you know, I, I kind of always said, you know, that that's all the ink I need. I don't need any paperwork. You know, that's that's never coming off. And I think it'd, it'd be a lot cheaper than uh, some diamonds. <laughs> 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 and for the record, I mean, I am not. It's just not something that I'm like, where's the ring, Dan? Where's the ring, Dan? Like We've been together for so long. Yeah, we, I mean, we've been together for so long that... It's just not necessary. Yeah, I we are. Feel we like already feel necessary. married. Yeah. You know, like I said, we're... Neither one of us is, is going anywhere. We've, we've been through a lot of things together, good and bad. And, you know, our, our foundation is rock solid, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, wedding doesn't create the relationship. It no, just celebrates it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's where we're at at this point. I mean, we've lived together for seven years. We're talking about having a kid. You know, now we feel like, you know, we could celebrate, you know, our relationship. And, you know, we feel, I feel like we're in a really good place, you know, as far as, you know, moving forward. So I think that's why we're kind of reopening the idea. And of, and, and lately it's, you know, we, we're sitting here thinking like, why are we letting these student loans keep us from getting married? That kind of sounds stupid. Yeah, if everyone waited right. till they could afford it. You'd never do right. it. You'd, you'd never, never have a kid. You'd, you'd never, never do it. it. Yep, right. It's just kind of like, you know what? Why don't you just do it? 
And then we'll figure that out like we do everything else. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't have... We didn't have a pot to piss in. We got married. Yeah. And actually, you know, just the other day, my dad was talking to me about about the idea of getting married. And he was like, I really think that you're ready. And this is the first time he's ever said anything to me. I mean, he I always knew that he really cared for Dan. But this was the first time that he actually said, I think you guys should get married. I think that you're ready and I want you to get married. And so now it's like, okay, you know, daddy wants me to do it too. So, (laughs) you know, Ray's the one that actually had the idea of the big wedding. That wasn't my thing at all. Yeah. Yep. And, I always uh, dreamed of being a bride. <laughs> <laughs> and even even like the morning, it was like one in the morning, the day of our wedding, and I called him. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm so glad that Yeah, like one in the morning. Did, one you know? in the morning, yeah. the night before. Oh, and I'm so glad that that was something that was important to you and that we have, you know, it, it's a it's a ritual. And when we go through rituals, you know, it, it just forges something. It's kind of unexplainable. It's unseeable. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad that, you push to have that experience. Yeah. You know, the people that stood on that altar back then, mm-hmm. what, 21 years ago now yep. are gone. Yeah. Those people are completely different than who we are now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And marriage is something that you have to renew every single day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As yep. you evolve. Yeah. Right. But to have that, that point in our life where we committed to each other and, you know, had a community to mm-hmm. surround us with that. And that celebration was Really, an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. you remember that day? I absolutely, I do. It was. <laughs> of course, I think I was still having kitty cocktails back then. Yeah, Alec was ten, so you were eleven. Yep. 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 <laughs> right. So, it is having kids and getting married. Does that, you know, having a same last name have? Is that a factor at all? What do you mean? Like, I mean, if like you get married and have a kid, and it has her, her last name? Well, I mean, do you guys plan on having? Yeah, the kids under one last name, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, no, I mean, she said she changed her name. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's you know is that a factor in the conversation you guys have had about whether we get married or not? No. No. Okay. No, I mean, when we talked about having kids, I mean, I absolutely want our kid to have his last name. Okay. You know, that wasn't any any thought in my mind. So, as far as a timeline, you're looking at getting married first before having kids. We'd like to. Yeah, we'd like to do it the right way. That's not the Zender way, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, but see, that's exactly what I want to do, is I want to break the mold. Break the mold. Absolutely. (laughs) So you guys have been together eight years. Yes. Are there any things that you've been through that you would like to share about? Oh, boy. (laughs) There's a lot of things. There's a lot of, we've been through a lot of things. Gee, Dan, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you probably remember more times that I upset you, so... Well, we don't need to. We, we don't need to sit here and talk about how big of a jerk you can be. How do you, oh. how, how do you guys resolve conflict? Oh, a lot of talking. Uh, yeah. So when we were younger, it was it, it was very hard. I said earlier about we made it past the three year mark. When we hit three years, our relationship got really rocky. It was you know at the at the point where. We had been together for a while and the honeymoon stage was, was wearing off and we had lived together for a couple of years now. So now our daily habits are, are known and the little things that were cute in the beginning started to be annoying. That's um, usually how it works. Absolutely. I mean, that's the funny part about the human brain. You, you find somebody that you're attracted to and all these little things that are cute and mm-hmm. cuddly and whatnot. And then, you know, a, as you get 
older into that relationship, it, that stuff also, it, it, it actually flips a 180 on you. And yeah. it's like all of a sudden that Double cute little sword. thing you did was like, boy, that's kind of like nails on a chalkboard. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and so you have to really work harder at getting along and finding other ways to make yourself happy other than just the cutesy little things you used to do. Mm-hmm. So when we were younger, our arguments, you know, it was a lot of yelling and it was a lot of just going round and round in circles and not really getting anything accomplished because you'd get to the point where, well, this upset me. And then, well, let's bring this up from a few days ago and let's bring this up from, and the next thing you know, you're not even, you're not even, you know, you're not even solving the issue that you're arguing about. Mm -hmm. So as, as we've gotten older, we've definitely learned to communicate better. You know, there, there is no yelling. It's, it's talking and, and it's it's giving each other time to think about the answer and not be like, hey, I just asked you something. It's, you know, why aren't you responding? You know, so now our, you know, we, we don't like to go to bed angry. Every once in a while it will happen. Sure. Sometimes I can be a total butthead and stubborn. And I, but, but now I recognize it. And instead of continuing on, I stop and I just, I say, you know what? We, we we can't we're not getting anywhere this is not productive i'm i'm gonna go lay down and we'll try and pick this up tomorrow and then you know we can kind of come back at it and say you know i'm i'm sorry about you know this you know i i it wasn't even this that bothered me you know this is this is how i feel and you know and then she'll come back and say well I, you know i didn't know that you know well we talk about it calmly and at the end of it it's you know i trust you i love you we put this behind us. Let's go enjoy the day together. You know, we don't like to sulk in, in the aggravation. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we like to talk about it, get through it and continue on. Are you usually the person that breaks the ice? Nodding your head. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He is. <laughs> you know, when, I mean, like he said, when we, you know, when our relationship was young and we were living together, I mean, it was a lot of drama, mm-hmm. a lot of drama. And, you know, we're very, very similar in a lot of ways. And, you know, we're both German and Irish, just so everybody, (laughs) you know, we're very similar in a lot of ways. And for me, you know, my biggest thing was I am not going to be a doormat. I don't want to be a doormat. And one of the things that was most attractive about Dan is that he, you know, is very masculine and he wasn't afraid of me, which I know that sounds strange, but I was used to dating boys that just did whatever I wanted them to do. And he is not that guy. Uh -uh. And (laughs) he is not that guy. And it took me a lot of, you know, getting used to that he was going to stand up to me. And I mean, ultimately, that's what I wanted. But it was very hard to get that balance of, you know, compromise without feeling like a doormat. And so, you know, there was a lot of drama, but like Dan was saying, putting a bookmark in it when we're not getting anywhere and coming back to it later, you know, and, you know, saying that to each other, like, hey, we're not getting anywhere. Let's let's pause this. I love you, but I'm angry. And let's talk about this tomorrow. So you guys had to fight it out to find that that middle ground. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> I mean, for probably three years, I mean, from year three to year six, it was it was rough. You know, and, and we always, I mean, at the end of it, we always were like, we're, we're going to get through this. You know, we want to, we want to, we need to figure out what the root cause of this is. The root cause usually has little to do with 
the relationship yep. mm-hmm. and everything to do with the past. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And exactly. actually her being a childhood educator has actually mm-hmm. been a godsend to the whole relationship. Cool. To, to say, you know, when I say, you know, I feel like this and this is why. And she goes, well, do you think this could have been because of this in the past? And I start to think, well, yeah, that makes a hundred percent absolute mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, you know, through those three years of, you know, working through it, now we can do things much healthier and effectively. Yeah, we get wounded through relationship and we heal through relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you guys being able to figure it out at this level is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really refreshing to mm-hmm. kind of hear that because most couples, they don't know where that pain is coming from, mm-hmm. right? And they're not even open to hearing their partner's view on where it might be coming from. Mm-hmm. We're We're very big on being open and honest to each other. There's... You know, hiding something is just going to hinder, mm-hmm. you know, the resolution. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have to lay it all out. Even if you're embarrassed to talk about it, you, you have to say how you feel and this is why. Otherwise, that trust starts to spread further and further apart until there isn't any. And then you're like, I don't, yep. I don't even, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Who are mm-hmm. you? You know, were there any particular topics that were, you know, kind of the main points of conflict during that year three to year six. I mean, I'd mentioned that having kids was possibly yeah. a deal breaker. Was Did that yeah. happen during that time? It did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was around what year five, I want to say. Mm-hmm. That kind of came up. And I mean, that hit me like a brick wall. I was just like, oh my gosh, like we've been together all this time. And I thought this was understood. And now he's telling me no. And, you know, and getting to that root cause you know we took some time to talk about it and Mm -hmm. i you know recognized why he was so apprehensive about Mm -hmm. it and why he was worried i was in a a very bad place with with my own family so it made it really my my vision of family is is distorted was Mm -hmm. distorted you know probably still is a little bit distorted but again seeing how great she is as an educator and as a mother and a nanny i mean she just you know how can I say no? You know, if I, you know. How does it impact you that she is not a doormat? I really like it. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody that's a pushover. And I think that's why it's always, we've figured it out because we're both strong and we both stand up for our own views. And it's not, it's not like you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. It's we're both right. Let's figure out how we can agree in this area together. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I don't even like to work, use the word compromise. It's it's figuring it out together. It's finding a common ground, you know, and, you know, the whole kid thing was, was hard. But also, you know, we come from very different backgrounds. You know, like Dan had mentioned that, you know, his, his parents had divorced and, you know, he had to take care of his mom and his brother. He had mentioned that, you know, I'm the youngest of three. And, you know, my brothers are nine and 11 years older than me. My parents have been together for over 40 years. You know, so we come from very different backgrounds when it comes to family. And I have a very supportive family. And, you know, they're very accepting of who I am and supporting me through school and all of these things that a family should do. And so I think that that kind of caused some conflict with that because he's looking at it like, Hey, you know, your, your family's there for you and, and they helped you pay for college and they did this. Whereas I was, you know, 16 and going to high school and working three jobs to pay bills. I mean, totally, totally different Mm -hmm. worlds. 
And I think that's where, for me, it was really hard to get behind the idea of like that extra commitment of, you know, starting a family and having more on my shoulders than I felt like I already had when I didn't, you know, yeah. barely out of high school and, and whatnot. What is your relationship like with her family? With her family? Mm-hmm. It's really good. You know, they, I, you know, their, their parents are very loving, you know, their, their family, you know, their two brothers are, are great. You know, her sister-in-law is great. We have family dinners every, every other weekend. It's really nice to, to be part of that family structure. So they, they've almost helped you redefine your definition of family. Yeah, in a sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to realize that there is other families out there that they will reciprocate, mm-hmm. you know. So what what advice would you guys give other couples that kind of maybe in your same position, right? Considering stop swiping over. right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know what that means? Right. You, you I know. don't. I really don't. He's heard it. On You've TV never swiped before. before. I've never no. swiped. I I don't even know if it's a left or a right. <laughs> yeah. We we always joke that you know we're so glad we missed that that whole thing. Yeah. I mean we we have friends that are our age that are single and doing that, and we look at each other like, gosh, I if. You we just tell each other, you're stuck with me. You're stuck because I'm not doing that. That that just sounds awful. But as far as advice to other people, you know, I think what has worked for us is we are individuals first. And, you know, we love ourselves first. And that allows us to have compassion and patience and are willing to find a common ground with the other person because we are different. We're mm-hmm. very different. And Absolutely. we could have given up so many times. We could have walked away so many times and we thought about it. Both of us have, you know, but at the end of the day it was, you know, he's my, he, I don't like to say he's my other half because I know I'm a whole. He's your person, but he's my person. Exactly. And same for her, you know, and, and that's, and that's exactly, you know, when we met, that night walking through the doorway and locked eyes. I mean, that's, that's what all the, the feeling was, you know, mm-hmm. like I never wanted to believe in love at first sight. It's, it sounds like such a cliche, but it literally was, mm-hmm. I want to spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. with this, this person. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was instantaneous. And whenever we would argue or have a fight, I mean, that was always playing in the back of my head that night. I can remember it clear as day. You know, seeing yep. him for the first time. Absolutely. So I think, you know, you just have to. I think you still have that little cute polka dot dress. I do. I wear it every now and again. <laughs> and I still compliment on <laughs> he it. He does. He no- <laughs> Not just, oh, your nails or your hair look nice. No, he notices. <laughs> and that's the other thing. You know, we we are very affectionate with each other. And I mean, we probably give each other 50 compliments a day. You know. Did you guys grow up like that with compliments and affection? I did. I, I did, too. Probably not as much as, as she did. You know, emotions in my family were a little bit harder. You know, it was kind of more just like, ah, suck it up and be a man. You know, so for me, I think that when was... When you were four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, you know, and, and so I think that it, that definitely played a part in that three to six year time frame where, where stuff was rough because, you know, it was like, well, I, I don't want to talk about how I'm feeling. I'm just angry right now. Obviously, that was not you know, productive. And so that's when we kind of started, you know, tapping into more of of me being able to open up, you know, once I was able to actually open up and talk about my feelings and feel okay as being a man and talking about my feelings, 
that our relationship started to get even stronger because now I had another person that I could actually talk to and trust and not have to bottle everything up. Did did you have help learning that or was it just between the two of you guys that you... It was just between the two of us. Yeah, it was just a lot of self-analyzation, you know, trying to figure out why things are the way they are and looking back at my past. And I, I, you know, my... For a very long time, I've I've been on the mindset that I want to break the mold. I want to make a change. And there's nobody else that's going to be able to do it other than me. So, you know, that's when I, I started, you know, opening up and saying, well, you know what? This is why I'm upset because of this from my past and this is how I feel and this is what I'm worried about. I mean, just in, in in the sense of even getting married, you know, like my parents were, like I said, 18 years and all of a sudden, poof, done. Mm-hmm. I mean, my best friend, his parents went through the same thing. And I, I think for a long time, that just totally was like, well, they're, when you're together, the ex, the next thing of excitement is marriage. What's after marriage? Awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> right. But my, but, 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 right. but my, you know, vision right. of that was yeah. very distorted. Right. It's like, right. well, after marriage, if it doesn't work out, it's over. Yeah. Right. Mm. You know, but I, you know, working with preschool kids, I work in an at-risk area. And, you know, so part of my degree, I mean, I did take some child psych. Obviously, I'm not, you know, a counselor by any means, but I have an understanding of child psychology and development. And, you know, there were some of his behaviors as an adult, you know, the way that he, you know, dealt with anxiety or feeling angry that I was able to look at and go, there's something deeper going on here. And as I learned a little bit more about his childhood and his past, I was able to ask him questions just using my my background, I put my preschool hat on mm-hmm. and, you know, asked him questions and said, you know, I think this might be something that we need to, you know, kind of work through. We can, you know, move past this or, you know, you just need to express this. And, you know, I always kind of kid with him that, you know, if I was a preschool teacher 25 years ago, you would be one of my students 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, most couples don't know that. Every couple has to go through this mm-hmm. this transition phase where they are learning about their past and what they're bringing from their past to the present and what they're playing out in their relationship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in a relationship, you guys are each other's greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it works, you know. And I, I wish I could say that you guys are kind of like normal couples out there and this is how they handle things in relationships but most <laughs> couples don't Mm-mm. no nope. right and they need that outside assistance or outside perspective to be able to drop the guard not be defensive and to be open to hearing their partner and, and their partner's wounds right yeah right. and we're still working on that every day i mean dan yeah. teaches me things too you know i'd mentioned before that i kind of just expected you know people that i was with to do what i wanted them to do for right. me and you know dan is not Dan's not that person, and he challenges me every day. There was a prior podcast guest who he said, weak men seek out weak women. I believe that. Which is really cool to hear. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's always true that it's, it's our young, tiny self that is wounded that comes out in anger. Yep. Always. Yep. Yeah, that, that first time, you know, that 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 happened it was almost like an epiphany it was like wow that that felt really good i haven't been able to dig like that in a long time and actually 
get to the root cause. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still digging. So. Yeah. Right. It's right. not always. It ain't over. I don't think you ever quit digging. No. Nope. No. no. But you're it's, always it's learning. Good to have realization and mm-hmm. to keep growing. This reminds me of the video we made that's on our YouTube channel. What's that called? Is it about anger? The one we made in Big Oh, the Bend? one about anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, where we talk about that little child. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's it's not a pleasurable experience. No. Absolutely not. Right? I mean, it's it's like going to work out with a trainer. You're going to hurt afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's more like going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting. But, but then once you pull it up and heal it, it's so freeing. Yep. You know? Absolutely. It's a huge weight off your shoulders. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I mean, it's a huge weight off the relationship as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think that has benefited you is those three years. I tell everybody yep. about the three-year mark. I did the three-year too. Get past the three-year mark. <laughs> but before that, when you had years alone, mm-hmm. oh, and, you yeah. could, and you could get to know yourself and you could, you know, become a, a whole person. So I think some people that don't know themselves and they try to get in a relationship, they can't do this level of work because they don't even know who they are. Right. And that's exactly why I took those three years. Yeah, me I mean, too. I, I didn't, I mm-hmm. was with nobody yep. for three years. Yep. I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. I wanted to figure out who I was so that the next time I had a good relationship, you got it you, right. Careful yeah. for what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very glad for I what to, I got. I used to tell grandpa that because I was like, I'll, I'm going to be alone because uh, I'm not good at this stuff. And Oh, we tell each other all the time. If it don't work out with you, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. Yeah, we say that too. <laughs> well, having a healthy relationship is the hardest thing any human will ever have to do. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's our It's our greatest form of growth and healing. And it's hard work. Mm-hmm. And it's totally worth it absolutely yeah 100% so what is it that the other person does that you know they love you Dan brought me coffee in bed this morning and that was an act of love because he knows that I love coffee and I cannot start my day without it so and he's you know he'll get up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed no matter what time of the day you know or what time in the morning he wakes up so he brings me coffee in the morning in the summertime when I'm off so that's one thing. What about you, Dan? You are very gracious with the compliments. Um, I'm always hearing, you know, honey, you're so handsome. You always make me laugh. You know, and when I can make her laugh after eight years, I mean, I know I'm doing something right. Yeah, he cracks me up all the time. <laughs> it's never it's never a dull moment with us, you know. It's always something new and exciting. Even if, you know, we're just hanging out in the backyard, you know, we like to clown around with each other and it's not even, you know, little, it's just everything, you know, we do everything for each other, you know, hey, do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? You know, I'll take care of this. You know, it's, it's all, everything we do, we reciprocate, you know, it's never, it's never a take, take, take situation. And, and she has never been a, a take, take, take kind of person. It's always. I, I think that's a really foundational thing. I know, like, even if I'm like cooking breakfast, mm-hmm. I always want him to have the better one. Right, whatever the, that might be, right? Because yeah. that makes you feel good. I want her to have to that selfish. better cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want her to have the first <laughs> cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, after a hard day of work, I want her to come home to a clean house. I mean, mm-hmm. I will Monica Geller that house for her. <laughs> and he does. He does because he knows that clutter and the the house being a mess makes me anxious. And when I've been dealing with thirty four, three and four year olds all day long. I want to come home and breathe. And so when she comes home to a squeaky clean house and some peaceful music, I say, you know what, honey? We're going to have some leftovers tonight. 
I don't want you to cook or do anything. Why don't you come relax? Life is good. Life is good. Well, Dan and Caitlin, we want to thank you so much for being on Couple Synergy today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. We get wounded through relationship and we heal through relationship. And human beings have been sharing their stories for thousands of years. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners. For all you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave a review. It would be really helpful. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know anyone that could benefit from listening to this topic, please share this episode. Until next time, synergize your life, synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Kedkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.